I am here with Beatriz Madrid, and you have heard her on the podcast several times, um, especially in our Prayer on Fire podcast series. But today you're going to hear her voice a lot more as she shares her testimony. But before she begins to share, I want to let you know that she is going to be having a podcast coming out that is her own, that is something the Lord has put on her heart to do. And whenever that comes out, we will announce it here, but we want you to be looking forward to it. So B, when you came to know the Lord, this is such a profound thing in everybody's life. Yeah. Each person's story is so dynamic and so special. Mm -hmm. And many of us can say, where do I start? Because the testimony seems to be my whole life building up to these things, you Mm -hmm. know, but we have these moments that truly brand us. And from those moments, we begin to enter into something that is very different from where we were before Mm -hmm. um, and very much close to Jesus. So I want to ask you, when did that happen in your life and how did it change you when you had that kind of encounter with the Lord? Mm -hmm. So this actually happened almost five years ago. It was on July 17th, 2017. Um, and it would happen at a preteen camp that you were actually speaking at and ministering at, um, at Christ for the Nations. So, uh, it was funny because the Lord had already been preparing my heart and my mind prior to that day. Um, I just remember he had told me to stop doing some things and letting some things go, um, prior to that. So he was already preparing my heart, um, to receive him in a way that was, totally different and encounter him in a way that I've never encountered him before. Um, but just to kind of give you a little backstory, I was, um, living with my boyfriend at the time and doing things. (laughs) (laughs) Not you be. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so hard for people to share things that have been hard and they've been through, but you know, when people hear that there's really breakthrough in that, in those, you know, to hear. Um, but yeah, I was living with him. I was doing things I wasn't supposed to be doing. Um, and I remember just, um, at that point, I think I was, yeah, I was around that time. I was already, you know, trying to drink alcohol every day just to kind of numb my mind from what everything I had like experienced and done and followed, uh, the devil in. So <laughs> <laughs> follow the dark path. And, um, and it was such a hard, hard time, like wanting to be loved, but not knowing that those, those things were never gonna, you know, feel that void that only the Lord could fill and only Jesus could fill. Um, so anyway, prior to that, it was like about two weeks before that day, the Lord had already told me like, okay, you need to stop drinking. I didn't know it was him, but I was like, I don't want to drink anymore. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And um, just kind of came into that place where it's like, ah, oh, there has to be more. I know there's more. I've heard of people knowing that there's, that they've experienced more. Um, but anyway, so Jade and Natalie, which I think most of you know, um, have uh, invited me to go to the camp, and um, they invited me to pray with them before the service, and um, I didn't want to. <laughs> I was really <laughs> trying to avoid going, um, but I was like, I'm, I'm not worthy of even being in the same room during that time and to pray and and do that, and I gave what I, what I say is a very basic prayer, but the Lord knew um, that it was really a prayer that I was praying for myself to receive him in a way that was different. Um, and so the service starts. What was that prayer? Uh, I think it was something like open the hearts of those people to receive you or something. I don't know. Do you remember? It was that. It was something like that. Yeah. 
And I don't know. I, I can't remember what else I said. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> but I, I just remember something like that. And it really, I mean, the Lord heard and the Lord knew um, that I was the one who was to pray that. Um, and so I prayed it. We went to the service. And that was my first time actually worshiping the Lord and, and that way in such a long time that I just remember just like, oh, this feels so good, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm sorry for whatever I've done, you know, I already like repented for, for everything without, you know, without even an altar call, you know, like yeah. the Lord was already, you know, having me say these things in my heart and mind. But the Holy Spirit starts moving in such a way that um, happens whenever, anytime Jade is up there, because <laughs> Jesus is just in her. Um, and so she starts going around and laying hands and the Holy Spirit's touching these people and I'm in the front row and I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm up here. <laughs> I want to be in the back and um, up there. And I was like, I'm going to keep my eyes open, at least one eye open in case she comes. And so I know that she's coming. And I, and I don't know, at one point my eyes were both, both my eyes were closed and I just remember Jade coming and, and laying her hands on me. And I just remember an like electricity like coming from my head down to my toes and back up. Wow. And I kneeled down and I grabbed onto your legs. And we always talk about it because she thinks it's funny. So like, <laughs> I grabbed onto to Jade's legs while I'm kneeling down. and um, But I just remember seeing the Lord in his white robe. Wow. And his feet. Sorry. <laughs> and his feet. Oh, gosh. <laughs> We're tearing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his feet and I just remember him saying that you're clean you're clean and that's all I wanted to hear yeah sorry because I had you know just everything that was pure I felt like was wiped away from me that I had given away and um just from not just even physical purity but just like the emotional and the the sorry guys (laughs) um just all everything that I considered pure in me have been (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you know just I gave it and so all I, I what I didn't know at that moment was that I needed to hear that I was clean and wow. that I was pure in the, in, the, in the eyes of the father in the eyes of Jesus um, and so I remember just staying there on the floor weeping and um, you know in the word it says that the Lord takes the tears as prayers he, mm. could, he, he stores them up in jars and um I didn't say anything. I just remember crying and crying. I think, I think I did say, I'm sorry. I remember saying, I'm sorry. Sorry, Lord. I'm crying. You know, like, <laughs> I remember so beautiful. sobbing and um, my makeup was off and everything. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's whenever, you know, and everyone's encounter with the Lord is so different and so precious. I've heard encounters with the Lord in their own cars. You know, the, Jesus is coming in and sitting. And I've heard in services, out, out of services. And, um, but, you know, it's very personal, and yes. that was very personal for me, and that's what I needed. And the Lord knows what you need whenever you just cry out to Him. Whether you know you're crying out to Him or not, He knows, and He's going to meet you, or he, you want to be meted, met. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's important to say, mm-hmm. because if somebody's listening, listening right now, and they begin to feel the Lord off of your testimony Mm -hmm. and relate to some of that, then, I mean, they can hit pause on this right now and they just begin to literally call out to the Lord and say, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sorry. I want you in that way too. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel the weight of, of all the, the defilement in the world. I want to know that I'm clean too. And we're not clean by anything we do. Mm. We're clean by the blood of Jesus Christ that was freely given. So Mm -hmm. if you are listening to this and, and, 
you know, your heart is just starting to move in that direction to say, I want to have my encounter and I'm not in a church service. I am in my car. Mm-hmm. I'm actually walking out on the track right now mm-hmm. or um, I'm, I'm on my lunch break. Mm-hmm. Right there where you are, you can actually just begin to say, Lord, I am sorry for the sins in my life and the dark things in my life, mm-hmm. but I do want to know you. And I want to have that with you the way that B had that with you, mm-hmm. where you gave her a fresh start. Give me that fresh start. Yes. And so we just invite you, mm-hmm. um, if you need to, to just press pause and have an encounter with the Lord. Yes. But so in that B, what began to change from that moment on in your life? Um, I mean, my life did a complete 180. Um, just knowing the value that I had in the Lord, like the Lord just really saw me as valuable as, as a precious stone, as, um, just clean, you know, a lily, (laughs) like just (laughs) everything that you can think of. Yeah. (laughs) Everything that you could think of as that, that's so pure and, and and holy in his eyes. I, I I knew that that's who I was at that moment. And so that mean I had to let go of some things. And so that mean I had to let go and already the Lord was already preparing me for that making me pure and clean, you know, not drinking anymore, not wanting to have those relations anymore with that, with that boy and, you know, just all those things. And so, um, in that, I knew that I still had to let things go. I had to break up with him. I had to, I, you know, I wanted to move back home and, you know, my parents and you like, oh gosh, that's a whole nother story too. Like (laughs) just when I came back home, you know, um, so, and then I had a, I think at that point I was still working, but the Lord had already asked me like to kind of step down. I quit my job like a couple months later after that and started ministering with, uh, you and Nat. And so the Lord really changed me in that way. Um, and to do what he asked me to do, even though it was hard, (laughs) (laughs) you know, not having an income, not having that, um, physical relationship with somebody, you know, like just really laying down the, the desires that I wanted and walking in the desires that he had for me and his will. So even though you had this radical, precious encounter with Jesus Mm -hmm. that really revolutionized your life, there was still some hard things to come. Oh yeah. Those, those sacrifices, Mm -hmm. the letting go, like just because literally you met with the Lord Mm -hmm. didn't mean that the days to come weren't going to be hard in the transformation. And I think that a lot of people, when they start to change with the Lord and they start to walk in his plan for them, mm-hmm. they want it to feel like the day they were touched by him. Yeah. And it can become extremely discouraging mm-hmm. when you think, because I made this decision in a time of absolute passion and love for the Lord, I should feel like this every day. Mm-hmm. But I can remember some of those days you had to cry tears of, of the tears of letting go Yeah, and realizing Um, the worth of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. is worth me having to grieve this thing for a little Mm -hmm. bit. And so what would you say was your help when the tears weren't from the precious encounter of the (laughs) Lord, but rather like, I have to lay this down and I have to get on my cross too. Mm -hmm. And I have to pick up my cross daily. And even though I'm stepping into my destiny and I'm, my mind is being renewed and Mm -hmm. I understand my value now, this is hard for me to let go. And this is hard for me to detach myself from. How, what was the help? Yeah, there. I think there's there was a few things. Um, staying in the Word was really very helpful because you know the Lord the the Lord spoke. You know, and I could go in the Word and see um, just what He had to encounter too as a person, as Jesus, as a man on earth. Like That's good. the the betrayal that He had to encounter and how He walked through that, um, and just you know the when he would go into the city and they didn't want him there and how he had to walk, you know, just things like that. 
just we're learning from Jesus Christ. Um, that was one thing. Number two, the floor in my room was my best friend. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, just cr- would cry and just, you know, crying was also practical, like just cry or, you know, sometimes you have to scream, <laughs> you know, yeah. and just something that to release that. Um, and so my, the floor was my best friend praying, talking to the Lord. And then something else was just my community, which is you and, and, and Val and that, my sisters, um, and just really, you know, you got, y'all got to see a lot of the ugly and, but y'all also got to see the good that came out of it and just, um, surrounding yourself with people who know the Lord and who are going to encourage you to continue on and, and people who might have already been, are already like 10 years ahead of you in, in that, you know, letting go season or the sacrifice season or whatever, um, and are now walking with the Lord in, in a new way, but can talk to you and, and, and encourage you and empower you to keep going on with the Lord. It's worth it. You know, that's all you need to hear sometimes is like, it's worth it. It's hard though, <laughs> but it's worth it. You know, so I would say those, those things were, were what really helped me in those seasons of laying down and having to let go of things and, you know, even coming back and feeling ashamed that, man, I did leave y'all. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. You know, like things like that. It just yeah. like, but knowing that you're forgiven. Absolutely. Well, and I think whenever people, um, that, that, I think that would be beneficial to, to everyone. Mm-hmm. And that was true for me and true for everyone is that the word of God becomes the medicine, mm-hmm. like all the things that I was trying to get in me, yeah. you know, everything we were trying to get a hold of we begin to find in the word of God. And it's just this, it's medicine mm-hmm. and it's instruction mm-hmm. and it's wisdom mm-hmm. and it's healing and it's a bandage and it's a friend. Mm-hmm. And then prayer becomes, wow, I can literally turn to the living God, have conversation, receive help. Mm-hmm. And then God gives me people. Yeah, And who are those people? They're people who are already in love with the person that you're falling in Mm -hmm. love with, you know, or they're falling in love with you, you know, that's going to help anyone who begins a fresh journey with the Lord. But one of the things that you stood on in the word of God, that was so profound, you had this scripture Mm -hmm. that has really branded you. And it's, I think one of the reasons you love the butterfly so, so much. Um, and be can spot a butterfly from 10, you know, thousand miles away. (laughs) And see its color and everything. Um, but that's because something really marked your life. What was that? Yep. Um, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I'm just going to go ahead and read it. This is the ESV version. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. And behold, or look, the new has come. Um, and that's, that. I really stood on that. You know, I still do because sometimes, you know, I'll be thinking in my old ways and I'm like, oh wait, I'm a new creation in Christ, you know, and, um, but it's like the old has passed away, it's dead, you know, that means it's in the grave yeah. and, you know, things that are bad don't come back out, you know, like Jesus was good, that's why he resurrected yeah. and he was perfect and everything, but everything that I did prior to Jesus coming into my life was bad and yeah. it's not good. <laughs> so, and it doesn't need to resurrect. It doesn't, it doesn't it's resurrect. a good word. And so it doesn't need to, and it doesn't, there's, there's no, it's not going to do any good. Yeah. And so what all that passed away. And so now I know that I'm a new creation in Christ. And that's something that, you know, daily I have to say sometimes, cause you know, like I said, you know, sometimes old think old ways of thinking might creep in. It's like, Oh wait, no, that's dead. That's, that's not me anymore. That's not Jesus in me anymore. You know, 
So what were some of the, you know, Paul says to renew your mind. Mm -hmm. And this was something that's clear the Lord walked you through. First of all, by by changing the mindset of I'm not valuable Mm -hmm. or loved. Mm -hmm. And he absolutely in an instant Mm -hmm. reversed that kind Mm -hmm. of mindset. But I think for every single person, there's so many things we have to overcome in the mind. Yeah. So many thought processes. And some of them, they're they're known instantly in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh my goodness, I've been wrong my whole life. You know? <laughs> and I see that now, you know. And then in other cases, you walk with the Lord for years and then you begin to realize, I was wrong about that. Mm-hmm really wrong mm-hmm. and I need to change my mind. Yeah. So what were some of the things that were mindsets that really were of the dead person mm-hmm. that now those are away in the grave? Mm-hmm. What were some of those mindsets that have a tombstone now re- reading never to be resurrected again? <laughs> um, one of the things is like is pride, you know, that comes, that came in a lot. I can remember like the, you know, this, thinking back it's just gross to even think about it like you know like i just, feel that some yeah. of the times where i was just like ew why did i act like that <laughs> you know just thinking i was all this and all that and you know um and that's just something that and that's probably what kept me on the floor most of the time you know that that and it still does sometimes sometimes i just like kneel on the floor and be like <laughs> you know but, you, you hear it from the grave saying yeah i got yeah, you like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're trying to get lower than the floor and so <laughs> but yeah it's just that, you know, and that saying, like we said, like sometimes it still calls, but you know, you can recognize it, yeah. you know, and you're like, no, that's, you know, that's my, my mindset's different. Now I know that I, I'm, I can be humble. I can be, you know, I can be humbled too, yeah. you know, learning how to be humbled in, in ways that I didn't, I couldn't before. Um, so knowing that, you know, it's not me, it's Jesus that lives in me. And that's why I can walk in, in, in boldness and courage in him, but not in, in pride yeah does that make sense absolutely so just like the humility and jesus because he's you know he's so worthy he washed people's feet you know like and he washed judas's feet (laughs) so it's just the the beauty of the humility so that's one speaking of the man jesus Mm -hmm. this wonderful man who washed the feet of the betrayer knowing it was him Mm -hmm. and he meant it Mm -hmm. you know he wasn't trying to get recognition thinking like they're gonna know i washed the foot of the one who's gonna betray me you know what i mean like he just meant it (laughs) he just yeah it's just sincere right what do you love about this man jesus yeah uh everything (laughs) (laughs) i think one thing is um, man, I think it's like how much he loves children. You know, I, I always had a desire to, um, be with children and like, you know, teach them and everything. But once I came back to the Lord, I was just like the value of children is, you know, that's the next generation. Yeah. And, you know, every time there's new children being born, it's, you know, a new generation to come and know the Lord and, and walk with him and, um, all that. So, just how he loved the children was just, I don't know, like he brought them to himself and he's like, guys, bring them to me. What are y'all doing? Why are, y'all, why are you trying to get them out of here? Like they're the they're the kingdom of heaven. Like they get, get to see the kingdom of heaven before you do. Yeah. And um, just they're, so pu- they're pure and, you know, all these different things. So him loving the children is a big thing. And um, I have a big heart when it comes to kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, not kids. Kids are goats. But when it comes to children. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... It's just, that's one thing. And then two, also just, I don't know, just his feet. 
yeah. you know, like wherever he and and yeah, I mean, yeah, wherever he walked, it's just was holy ground, yeah. and people knew that. You know, people wanted to know where he was going next, where he was gonna stay. And, they beat him there half and, the time. Yep, and and what took him there, his feet, you know, and the fact that he, his feet were anointed, and um, he washed people's feet, and yeah. just you know, his feet weren't always clean, you know, like yeah. they had dirt on them, and they, you know, whatever. But it's just like wanting to walk in his footsteps, which is what we see in the word, and I want to do that. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. And I think the feet are tied to the heart. I, mm-hmm. I go where my heart mm-hmm. is. You know, we really mm-hmm. do. Yeah. And it shows that just like you said, like his feet weren't clean because he went to the unclean places with unclean people. Yeah. And I guarantee you they had some cuts and some scrapes based on how many times he came in and out the ocean and the water and, <laughs> you know, and in and out of boats and and mm-hmm. people are thronging to him, meaning mm-hmm. literally they're pressing so hard against his lungs. It was probably difficult yeah. to breathe at times. And that doesn't come without your foot getting stepped on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm doubting that they were always like beautiful to behold, mm-hmm. except in the eyes of his father. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. But they were beautiful, period. Yeah. And because it, it, it represented the heart of him. Mm-hmm. And so his heart probably by the people he loved, he loves the most rejecting him being as hard as rocks you know mm-hmm. um stomping on him at him mm-hmm. we've probably left that mark on his heart but he carried it yeah. with with such immense love mm-hmm. and so i just share with you in that you know <laughs> his feet are beautiful and the word says beautiful are the feet of those who take mm-hmm. the good news up on the mountains mm-hmm. you know and the lord went up and down the mountain yeah. and up and down the mountain and through those um, just really hard places. And so not only are his feet beautiful, but his hands, his eyeballs, mm-hmm. everything <laughs> his yes. And every word out of his mouth, you know, mm-hmm. beautiful and pure, but you know, be some people don't know him like that. Mm-hmm. And in the not knowing is so much pain yeah, and heartbreak and loneliness and emptiness and poor decisions mm-hmm. and accepting being treated in horrible ways and treating others in horrible ways. Yeah. I mean, it just, it can be a spiral. And what's, what's the problem? I don't know the Lord. Mm-hmm. I don't know this man who died to make my life really wonderful in mm-hmm. him. So what would you say to that person listening today? There's hope. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> There's hope. Um, you know, just <clears throat> because I was, you know, in that position too, where I felt like there was, there was no way out. There was, you know, I had made my own trap and I didn't know the way out to my own trap. You know, uh, I'm disgusting. I'm, you know, now I want to hurt somebody else, you know, like just all these different things, but there's hope, you know, being on the other side of it and realizing I don't have to get out of my own trap. You know, there's someone there who's having his hand outstretched towards me and I just need to grab it. That's my hope. And there's faith. You have to have faith that he's going to pull you out. And he did to me. And um, he can do it with anybody else who's willing to grab that hand and want to be pulled out. And um, just for those who are in such a dark, dark place, I I know it's dark and (laughs) dark place, you know, (laughs) and it's probably stinks in there. Probably, you know, you're probably in your own feces. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's gross. It's gross. But there's, there's a hand that's out. And he wants you to, he's asking if you, if you want to grab it. Yeah. And that's the thing about him. He's not just going to forcibly, you know, whatever. He's always going to prepare and you and prepare a place for you to come out and rest in. 
and you know he's the good shepherd so he brings you out of the dark, that dark hole, but he wants you to rest in those green pastures and um, be his sheep, <laughs> you know, and be carried by him and um, just have hope and more hope and hope that you're going to come out and you will if you grab him. That's good. Just so we're clear, this, we are talking about sexual sin, mm-hmm. drug addiction, uh, having been abused and being an abuser. Mm-hmm. We're talking about foul mouths. Mm-hmm. We're talking about um, addictions to pornography. We're talking about you name how far, how dark you want to list the sin that you may be in. Mm-hmm. This hope message is for you. Yeah. And that's why the gospel's called the good news. Yes. Because it is phenomenally good and it's incomprehensible to the natural mind. So as B talks, you may say, well, trust me, she didn't do what I did. But the reality is, is that no matter what you did, it is not greater or of greater value than what Christ did on the cross Mm -hmm. for you. And so this message of hope is for you. If you are listening, no matter how dark, how deep, um, the sin or the entanglement or, uh, the trap as we put it, that you are in, this message is for you. And we tell you with all the confidence in the world from the word of God, you are loved by God. And you are desired by Jesus Mm -hmm. to enter into a great relationship. So this hope is for you. And I want to welcome you right now. If you feel in your heart to invite Jesus into your life in a profound way, as you've heard on the podcast right now, ask him, Jesus, please enter into my life, enter through the door of my heart and begin a work in me. I want to know you. And not only do I want to know you, I want to love you. And mm-hmm. I want to know the love that you have for me. Anything else, B? Um, Jesus loves you. <laughs> and it can be hard to see, but he really did come to die on the cross and um, just and be raised again so that you could be one with him and one with the Father. And he really, really, really does love you. And he wants you to be with him and to walk with him. And to follow his footsteps. And like I said, there's hope. And not only is there hope to come out, but mm-hmm. there's hope for hope in a future. Yeah, there's hope to live. <laughs> you can Because you didn't just come out of it, B. <laughs> you came out and, f- and are flourishing in your life and mm-hmm. have fruit on the tree of your life. And you're ministering to children right now. Mm-hmm. Like y- you love that part of the Lord and you're in that part of the Lord. Yeah. And, and you're building Christ's community. You're not mm-hmm. just in Christ's community. And There's so many things that are good that look like heaven coming out Mm -hmm. of your life that while you're in the pit, I bet you could never even see where you are now. Mm -hmm. And so we don't want to just say there's hope to get out, but there's actually hope for a phenomenal future Mm -hmm. for you too. Mm -hmm. So we love you and we hope that this blesses you today.